welcome to today's podcast episode. Recording early again today. It's not a Friday, but UK Philly T is in the house with Alex and Tarek. Hello, everyone. Hi. Cheerio. 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 Yeah, dude, you, you have been slipping in too many things lately that, I mean, I know you live there what now. What do you mean? Just like, what do you mean I've been slipping too many When are we going to record tonight and just some other things? Well, because it's it was, it's nighttime, like it's evening here. It's 621. I Ooh. know. And, and I'm old. Creeping up on my bedtime. Here. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I got myself an Apple Watch on an impulse buy yesterday. Oh, and the very, oh, that's right. You are an Apple person. So the very first thing I did was record my sleep patterns and i lay down to get eight hours of sleep but i'm only getting six so yeah philip how accurate how accurate is that tracking so like it depends like you're using the watch right and you wear the watch yeah so it's it's pretty accurate because some people some people use their phone and their phone being on their bed is like what does it but it actually is pretty accurate it monitors like your heart rate more than anything else and obviously like your heart rate slows down and blah 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 Mm -hmm. when you're sleeping so if you have like a bad dream or a nightmare or something and accelerates for a certain amount of time they think that you're awake so it it's pretty accurate for the most part Mm. Uh, but most people find out after having it that yeah, their sleep tracking, their sleep is like actually real jacked up. How much they get up, how they get down, like how deep of sleep they are in. Like people just realize, like I don't sleep very well through the night. Yeah. So. yeah. You know what else can track your sleep? How well you wake up. Truth. Really? Well, you know if you had a good night's sleep. Um. I, so personally, I would not because I am plagued with lupus, which is I'm tired oh. all the damn time. Yeah. So I don't know the difference. Jade and I were just talking about that. I don't actually know the difference. I didn't. I don't. I have to look into because um, I considered the, the watch before, and then I started using an app on my phone, and, and all it basically did was track the sound <laughs> and movements as the yeah. phone lay next to me. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the more rustling and moving there was, the less good sleep. But I, I don't know. But so. you also sleep with two dogs. That can't be very helpful for you. Oh, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. Yeah. Uh, and Thomas. And Thomas. <laughs> Phil, that I think, too. Phil, and a gorilla. Philip, I think at the time it was only the one dog. But um, Alex, what what series did you get? Did you get the latest and greatest? I have no idea. I got an SE. Okay. Yeah. That's the new one. I mean, like it's. Not the one that just came out, but it's the new one. So, and yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. And they were like, well, which one do you want? And I said, I don't know. Aren't you supposed to tell me that? And mm. then um, no, they said. No, it's not their job. Yeah. They, <laughs> so they said, no, well, no, one, no. Of them, one of them has an EKG. I said, okay, I want that one. <laughs> Random. Did, you go to the, did, did you go to the store in Toledo? I didn't go to an Apple store. So I went to a T-Mobile store because I am a Sprint um. customer girl you always always go to an apple store to talk about what it is that you need first and then go get that deal somewhere else that's how it ah, works i see yeah nobody yeah. didn't think that through nope mm-hmm. you guys uh, remember alex you might be a little too young but philip like when we were kids the the older woman who wore the thing around her neck like when no. she i help i fall in and i can't get up oh yes those are the, those are the kind of things that alex needs for her watch <laughs> are you talking about life alert yeah well, i know life alert those commercials yeah. were the best thing ever like, and they have the commercials where they get on that elevator on the stairs yeah. and yeah we used to get in trouble for falling down there help I fall, like, <laughs> so alex with, so- with 
all your I ailments, do. any kind of scans that, that that watch can do to help keep you alive a little bit longer, you should definitely pay for. Shut up. Shut up. Um, to so go listen. backwards for the off-air, oh, go to, go, to go backwards for the off-air stuff, um, what is that? Uh, to go backwards, I'm sorry. Oh, now I know what that is. Sorry. Uh, apologies again for repeating myself. Um, so the other day, I was uh, communicating with a, I guess, a Gen Z kid. <laughs> and I said, you know, such and What's such, that, such and such dropped the ball. And he had no idea what I was talking <gasps> about. What? Wow. Oh, no. Throw him away. Throw the whole what, generation away. What did he think that you meant? I, I like, don't. I don't know. I don't contextual, know. He, he was contextually. Confused. It makes sense. Like contextually, it makes. If you say to somebody, "Yeah, I was gonna go meet such and such to get X, Y, and Z done," like they dropped the ball. Like it, when you use it correctly, like it just makes sense. Well, you would think the same for me telling you guys that Janet told me to pound sand so we don't have to wait for her. <laughs> I mean, touche. oh wait, pound sand is like kick rocks. Is that what yes. that means? Yes. Oh. oh. So I saw I saw one of those Gen Z millennial comparisons and it was like um, name the song where they use the word lonely, like name the song where they use the word lonely. And apparently all the Gen Zers would think of a Justin Bieber, like one less lonely girl. And we think Akon like lonely. I'm so lonely. So apparently and I did, in fact. So they said, okay, we're going to give you three seconds. Name a song where they use the word lonely. And they're like, if you're a Gen Zer, you thought of this song. And it was Justin Bieber. If you're a millennial, you thought of this song. And I actually did think of that song. And I was like, oh, well, got it right. That's a fun game. It is a fun game. Chuggy. Chuggy indeed. <laughs> the poor millennials wow. getting it from people older than them. <laughs> Getting it from people younger than them. It's, it's a painful existence. Philip, Alex was helping me out with a relationship issue earlier today. And mm. how long have you been with Danny? Um, three and a half years. Oh, wow. Four. Good for you. Because I, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all foreign to me getting into. I don't know. Alex, what, what would you call it? A conflict? A challenge? What, what would you call it? I'm enduring. I think you've come to like a point, a fork in communication. So there's like, uh, there's one communication style, another communication style, or like a fork in your needs, if that makes any sense. And you can't just go down one road. You have to go like, you have to figure out how you're going to do both. Philip, not to use another, uh, what, God, another like idiom or axiom. I forget what these are called. I'm confusing names. But did you and Danny ever have a fork in the road? Yeah, we still have forks in the road, especially mm. trying to buy this property. But yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like what? Like you have to give me a little bit of specifics. Like when I hear Alex say communication fork in the road, because that's different than like moral choices fork in the road, and that's different than like dinner mm. fork in the road. Like what? What road are you forking here? I've had all three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think some of those smaller ones are, at least I would I would find them more manageable. Um, that's why this one has been so so jarring for me and and trying to figure out and, and navigate through. It's uh, Amanda needs more physical contact than I require. 
So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, that's a fork in the road that we have dealt with. Um, because so the issue with us is that like when I go to bed, don't touch mm-hmm. me. Like I don't care uh. if it's hot, if it's cold. Like when I'm asleep, like leave me be. Like I need space. And we got this monstrous bed. When I moved in, because I told Danny his bed was too small, and I can't deal with that because, like, he wants to be under me, and I just don't like it. So we got this bed, and now <laughs> what this man likes to do is instead of him being on his side of the bed, he wants to sleep dead in the middle of the bed. <laughs> dead in the middle of the bed, you hear me? So close to me. Is he a and hot he, box, too? So is he a warm-blooded? He, he sleeps. You know, like, he could be on, it could be 20, 20 degrees. It could be, like, 74 degrees outside. He will sleep. With sweatpants, socks, uh, t-shirt, a hoodie, <laughs> and still want to be under me. And I love him dearly. And I have to ask the question the nicest way. And I say, why are you in the middle of the bed? I still want to be close to you. Okay. So, like, I try to meet him halfway in the situation. But, like, and that's not the only, like, when you say physical contact, that's, like, the only one that we have. But, like, that is the one that we currently are dealing with. It's, like, it is difficult. But at some point, like, we got to we have to like break down walls and barriers Mm -hmm. and I have to say, right. So you can be close to me until you start snoring or until I fall asleep Mm. and then you have to move. And also understand that if I'm asleep and you end up close to me again and I wake up and I say, Danny, move over, don't huff, don't puff, just move your ass over. It is that simple. So like we are like trying to find a mutual ground with it, but you just have to try. You know what I mean? How do you know when you had that first fork in the road that you wanted to try to overcome it? Um, well, our first fork in the road was the fact that we live so far away and he was somewhat okay with traveling back and forth for a little bit longer. And I was like, I don't have money for this. I can't deal with this. So I think it came down to like, if we wanted to actually be together, like that was the the statement of itself. It's like, do we want to be together? Do we want to figure out how we can be together? Is it going to be like the traveling comes straight out of your pocket from now on? Or are we going to try to like live in the same country? Uh, so that was like the first one was literally, I just had to decide, do I want to be with you? Is this too much for me to deal with? And obviously it wasn't. So here we are. I just, I I don't know um, how to make that decision because I, I think I can honestly say I've never been in love or loved someone like this before. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like. Um, and I don't know if I will ever find someone who I psychologically connect with ever again, like Amanda. So I yeah. want to put myself through the ringer as much as I can until it's just obvious that I can or she can't or we can't. I'm not at that you know, point. I'm not at that point. But um, I, it's an honest fear in the back of my head. It took me this long to meet somebody like this, and I don't want to lose that person. I'm going to think that Amanda doesn't want to lose you either. So like, she's mm-hmm. not, this is just like a situation. Like mm-hmm. we all have heard of situations in relationships, but what a little fun game that I like to play. And um, I play it well now after being with two complete idiots in actual relationships is like what in this situation, I know that now there is an issue. What is the worst case scenario? If I do what I want in this situation and say, you can handle yourself. Like literally now I sit here and I think if I like if I if I look at this and tell Danny, that's fine. I'm just not gonna sleep in the same bed as you or that's fine. Like I'm just gonna move uh. myself over, whatever the case may be like, what is the worst case scenario that comes out of that? Or if I say like don't touch me. So <laughs> Alex, you know, and that's one of the things I've thrown out in my talks before, when you've gotta get through 
something challenging, like an anxious situation, what's the worst that could happen? So, Philip, mm-hmm. that's a great that's a great way to go about it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it usually works. I mean, it usually works because sometimes they, they hit you with that left curve, and what you thought was the worst case scenario was not the worst case scenario. So, right. well, and I, that as well. I also like have learned from my own experience that like I just had to get used to the fact that things weren't going to be perfect, and I think for a long time I was trying to make things perfect like piece by piece by piece because I wasn't okay with them not being perfect. But then I said, oh, wait, I'm still choosing this person every day, even with all of their flaws. And there are many, (laughs) you know, including in my within myself. Um, And I'm still choosing this person every day and it's not going to be the easiest for me. And sometimes it's going to piss me off, but I'm still choosing this person every day. And we're trying to find some sort of common ground. Sometimes that means I'm giving like, 70% of the compromise and other times I'm giving 20% of the compromise and he's giving 80. So like I get what I want and he doesn't really get what he wants or he gets all of what he wants and I'm just, I just have to muscle through it. Like when you mentioned some of the stuff about the bed, like I feel like there's a reason we all get along so well because it's literally (laughs) my life. It's literally my life. I was telling Eric the other day, like if I go to sleep, and I'm already getting into my rhythm of sleep and you just suddenly feel the urge, like, don't you dare tap on my shoulder because it ain't happening. I'm going to sleep, you know? I'm just like, nope, not happening. Mm. Just not doing it and don't villainize me for that. You should know better. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know. Philip, so kind of like I, I said to Alex, I'll call it the logo or the big bright neon lights for the situation between Amanda and I at this point. So from the outset of her and I, she is very cold. And I've tried to be very cognizant of that with the temperature mm-hmm. in my place and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so funny. Like, I, I sometimes I don't recognize her when she wears short sleeves. Um, <laughs> it, like, she, could, she could have been like a third degree burn victim for all I knew. I just never saw, saw her arms before. Um, so I, she's a very cold person, like a snake. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mean that in any like evil way. You just reptiles are cold blooded. I mean, so, you have referred to her as cold and a snake so far, so you're doing great. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Cruella. So the, I think she's like put this in big, bold neon letters. It's like the start of a Marvel movie, like with the logo and everything. A couple of times, she has taken her icicle hands and put them on the inner part of my thighs without me being prepared. And I jumped and screamed like I was like someone was trying to put something sharp in my butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, so, she, like, she's taking like this kind of a front, like I don't want her touching me. I'm like, no, yeah. I just don't want you touching me when I don't know in that area with like thir- 32 30, degree hands. Yeah. Well, there's something comforting about her being warmed up by your physical body. Yeah. That's all I will say. Like, I get it that it's it's one of those like just it's one of those like don't touch my food kind of thing. Like, don't graze on my plate. That's how I am. But um, <laughs> yes, yes. that's exactly how I am. And I will be very violently mean about it. But for you, it's like, don't put your ice cold body parts on my body parts because I'm going to like, you're going to jolt me. But for her, you know, the comfort is your warmth. It's like, I think it's, and I hate to, I hate to say this this way, but this is the only way I've experienced it. Like, I think it's, a, <laughs> I think it's a female thing because yes, it is. like my, my girl, best friends, like they would like Megan, uh, Katie, Chelsea, 
like Stephanie, they will literally like if they're cold, they will just like put their hands under my shirt on my back or something because they're just like they're cold. But a yeah. man has never done that to me before. Like they may try to share my blanket or something, but never. So like I think you just have to deal with it, unfortunately, and just be ready at all times. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I think it was Thursday night. <laughs> She did something in this regard And I fell on the floor with my iPad Like there was a thud <laughs> I had jumped back so much And I think she, that, that's kind of like become the big logo For sh- her having this idea that I don't like her touching me Which is not at all yeah. the case I just yeah. want to be prepared for it. In the same way that she told me from the outset She doesn't like feet at all Ooh, so me either. I don't, me either. I don't touch yeah. her feet. I don't put my feet near her. Like I know that is a not that's a non-starter. Like no feet yep. anytime. Don't even make a joke out of it because yep. it's it's as bad as the worst crime against humanity. I mean, terrible. All right, let's switch gears, Alex. This is not going to get the uh, the acknowledgement that I think it deserves. Um, there's been a lot of press conferences now that I'm on Ignacio Messina. His email list from the mayor, he's the communications director. There's something every day, and it's kind of become like, not boy who cried wolf, but it's just like they're all the same to me. Mm-hmm. There is, a, obviously, there is a violence problem, not here, but like across the country. It's mm-hmm. another tendril of the pandemic. So the city is doing the Good Grub Social Club from now and through the middle of August. Kids 18 and younger can get a free lunch at five of the city's major parks, and there's lots of rotating activities. Uh Free lunches are provided by Connecting Kids to Meals, the Hunger Alliance. It's every day, Monday through Friday, at Willie's Park, Smith Park, Walbridge Park, Wilson Park, Navarre Park. For like an hour and a half, the library is going to be out there, the Imagination Station, the YMCA, TSA, Toledo Groves, lots of mobile units to offer various activities. So I wish this would get the highlight as a potential early on solution for keeping these kids fill up. What is Barry saying? An empty mind is the devil's playground. Well, (laughs) maybe some of these kids, if they didn't have their activities over the summer would wind up on the wrong side of the railroad tracks. Yeah. And this is a great thing by the city to invest these resources. I don't care what it costs. It's a great investment to keep these kids busy and know that their city in some way has their back. It's like it's it's a it's a great thing to see like that happening because, you know, go ahead and show my age in this situation. But like when I was younger, we didn't have those situations. You know what I mean? Like the the best that we had was a boys and girls club, mm-hmm. and I absolutely did not like going to the boys and girls club because I wasn't a social kid. Like I didn't talk to people, so all I had was my brother, and he went off and played basketball with like his friends. So I just like basically sat in the corner like the weird kid that I was. But, like, that was all that we really had was a Boys and Girls Club. And they only accepted so many people because they could only accept so many people at any given time. So I think that's an amazing thing that the city would do, especially in so many different locations. Like, that's all over the city, isn't it? So I I, I think that this – I like that they're investing the money and feeding the kids because we know, like, in the summertime, that's when a lot of kids are skipping meals because the parents are working and maybe don't have the resources that they would have had while they were in school. It also gives them activities so they can find new stuff that potentially they enjoy. I don't know like how much of a solution it is gonna be to like potential violence and crime 
because I think some of the kids that may be susceptible to engaging in that are sniffing this kind of stuff out anyway. Like they probably would not participate. We need to like cater it a little bit different for kids like them. But for the other children that are um, at risk for not eating, being malnourished, all of those things like this is this is very like I was almost shocked. So is it at every park all at the same time? Or is it one park like a a week or a month? No, it's every day. That's insane. Yeah, every day at these parks, like Willie's Park, 11 to 11.45, 1 to 1.45 at Smith, Mm 2.30 to 3.15 at Wallbridge. And yeah, it looks like it's every day. And city council in May approved spending of $1.4 million of the $181 million we got to bolster summer programs for youth. Lots mm-hmm. of uh, sports and recreation that goes on to list here as well. So there are other things going on. That's as well. very cool. And I get very it. There's, cool. there's maybe transportation issues, but they're going to neighborhoods where these kids can walk over to. And, and Alex, I get it. Maybe there's some 16-year-old kid who just came from a, a terrible upbringing, mm-hmm. and you're not going to save that kid. But you need to get to the kids who are like 12 and 13 who could be influenced by that 16-year-old. And they're like, no, we're just going to play some ball today and get some free food. You know, you go do your thing. We're going we're gonna to do what we're going to do. Well, you could save that kid. And that's where I think that there's other, I, I'm looking forward. I'm not even going to say that they need to replace what they're doing here. I hate that where it's like you criticize what they're doing without any mm-hmm. kind of solution or considering that there's, there's going to be more steps in this process. I think some of the, like the, the funds that are involved in this, not to say that you need to reissue them, but let's also put money towards like some, that 16 year old may be more incentivized if he has if he sees dollars, like if he sees money, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's included in some sort of mentorship program where if you sign up, if you're 17 and you sign up to be a 14 year old mentor and engage with them this many hours out of the week or this many hours out of the month, we'll give you $600 a month. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of things and a recommendation for a job or referral for a tech program, some sort of money and path. I'd be interested in seeing if, like, the city then, I mean, I know, like, they're, they're teenagers and they're kids, so, like, if they have, like, a conversation with the kids at the end of the program or those who showed up on a consistent basis, like, what did you get from this? What would you feel right. would improve it? Like, I, I don't know if that's something that they would do because they are children or they're teenagers, but I think that's always, like, worth a go because, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, the kids are smart. Teenagers are really smart nowadays, and when it comes to, like, money or doing activities or things that they want to do like they know what they want to do they just don't know how to get there to do it so exactly are they really that smart if they don't know what drop the ball means <laughs> well are they gen z what generation is bu- yeah, is- yeah the teens are like i think i think they're gen z Oh Jesus! But, okay. No, you're 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 right. Like the kids are not as dumb as we make them out to be. There's just like some some language barriers in some ways. And, and yeah, mm. offer them some money. It's it's like my Alex. Remember my idiotic idea? Like I'm gonna pay you five hundred dollars to put that gun away right now. Throw. <laughs> it was not idiotic. <laughs> throw, throw. It was crude. Throw money at the problem, and there's no better place you can throw money at than kids, so that they make. Yeah. So that they, forget about making the world a better place. Let them let them make themselves better better things. Yeah, and their and their neighborhoods. But I but correct. Like it wasn't idiotic, but I understood where you were going. But I do like. I think money is is a lot of the solution because it's a lot of the issue in these neighborhoods and yeah. in these homes. But you you want to be like strategic with it and also meaningful, like not just like here here's some money. Do you know? Not saying that's not what you were doing, but um, this program though is fantastic because there's also so many kids that don't eat 
and don't have yeah. activity and anything to do during the day. This will help the parents. This will help the kids. This will help them to re remain interactive while they're out of school. Like I, I was just so impressed by it. I was really happy to see it. Yeah, I, I hope it gets a bigger spotlight. And I hope when we have another violence forum or something like that, somebody's like, this is a great idea. We need more things like this. Mm. Uh, Philip, what's has violence been up in, in London? Um, I mean, not necessarily. Like, it's all kind of been the same. We see the wildest videos. I mean, what was it the other day I saw a video? People were in the park chilling, nice sunny day. Um, and these kids brought out like this like machete type knife and they were like chasing each other around. Nobody got hurt. Uh, I mean, it's all, it's all really like knife crime. There was a gentleman actually who runs a flower shop here in like our borough of Islington. And I see him all the time. Since like the first day that I was here, I took the bus in the central and I passed his little flower kiosk in the street. Um, and he's out there selling his flowers to people in the corner. People stop and chat with them. He seems really, really nice. Uh, he was stabbed to death the other day. <gasps> Yeah, um, so like it was a really traumatizing thing for like the community itself because the man had been going out there since he was 14. Like he inherited it from like his, his great, great uncle or something like that. But even going to the same kiosk every day that he worked at least uh, since he was 14 years old selling these flowers and people knew him. So there was a, he got stabbed, um, he died on scene and there was a gentleman arrested a few days later and this story came out yesterday that the guy who was arrested was his girlfriend's son. His girlfriend died back in April of COVID, um, and I guess his son and the dad were still living together, and there was some sort of altercation that happened, and his son, the guy just put a knife and, like, got at him a few times and then took off mm. running. So, like, that is probably the most, like, out-of-pocket situation that wasn't just, like, random um, that's happened recently that I know of. That person here in America sprays down a whole neighborhood <laughs> to take out that one person. Exactly. As opposed to mm -hmm. just the, the the knife attack, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So that it, yeah, it is interesting to see the difference of of the severity of crimes, even violent ones like that, from our country compared to other ones. So, um, Philip, just a heads up. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. what you're planning to do Sunday. I guess it'll be Sunday afternoon, or we're five hours difference. Yep. Uh, Sunday at two o'clock, England takes on Croatia in the first game of the Euro. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. Is it the is it the World is Cup? It, well, is it so, so the World Cup is the whole world, and the, the Euro is just um, the European the European and I think Asian team. No, I think it might be just be European teams, and it's arguably it's got better competition and better teams in the world uh, than the World Cup because there's no crappy teams like America. And <laughs> it's a big deal, and, and Philip England's one of the favorites. So enjoy the Do game. You, do you know what happens to England nowadays when it comes to the rest of Europe? Everybody hates the UK at this point in time. Understandably, they hate the UK because Brexit has gone through. And I realize the disdain that the rest of Europe has for England when Eurovision happened this year because there's absolutely no reason. Like, if you look at the playing system, which you have to kind of watch it to understand it or at least, like, go through the scoring process with them on the television show, there's no reason that nobody should get at least one point, like at least one point, because it goes from judges to the public voting. What are themselves. you talking about? It's Eurovision. It's the singing competition. Oh, OK. Yeah. And England got zero because it's all like political, like nobody likes England because of Brexit. And I just I just doubt that 
they're going to get too far and you're like people are just going to boo them make them feel really less <laughs> about themselves they're just not going to get far in any kind of competition for the next like six years okay hmm. um where is the strangest place you have or would think about drinking alcohol is this for both of us yes <laughs> okay. uh, um that is a thinker isn't it uh, you... i don't know is it really a strange place to drink alcohol like i don't i don't think so a funeral okay i, I... actually yeah yeah i was gonna say church like they're not a funeral but church and i say that because it's happened i did not do it not that much an alcoholic <laughs> but definitely did happen where this man had his little his flask in church and was taking swigs i thought that was funny Dead it was holy water de- de- <laughs> <laughs> It's holy fire water. Death is hard to process. They needed some liquid courage, I guess. Okay, how about um, more of a restaurant and retail place? Where would be a weird version of that to drink? Mm. At the ice cream, at like Dairy Queen. Okay. No, no, because if you have Dairy Queen, you get root beer. Vanilla ice cream and Jack Daniels, and it's completely. Ooh, I never thought of that. Mm. It's great. Would you you do whiskey rather than vodka in that? Yeah, you do whiskey, or you just do Diet Coke. You just like do Coke, Diet Coke, vanilla, and uh, whiskey. But um, I, uh, the weirdest place to drink would be like. uh, I don't. I don't really know. I think I'm just drinking a lot of places. Okay, so so, it's fine. It's okay. uh, All right, so I'm going to give you one that it's going to be hard to process. Oh Jesus! But it 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 would appear that the Bob Evans on Wooster Street in BG <laughs> has applied to serve wine and mixed drinks. So as you enjoy your Western omelet and home fries, you can have yourself a Manhattan or something Doesn't like that. Doesn't surprise me at all. Really? Those, I'm here those for that. damn no, students in Bowling Green. Yeah. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. My brother lives there. I have been to that Bob Evans many times. Like the amount of alcohol they would probably sell for brunch, like a like of a brunch course. kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, it doesn't shock me at all. Good for them. I thought that Bob Evans already had like Bloody Marys on the menu anyway, didn't they? No. The only no? thing bloody is mm-hmm. old Al's nose because <laughs> he's got he's got nosebleeds. Because a friend of mine that uh, I used to work with, Philip, you you might have met him. His name was Brent. Um, he would call Bob Evans, and what's the other place that's like that? Frickers? Uh, no. Waffle House? No. I have. No, those places are, you know, a trendier. Cracker Barrel. No, it was Bob Evans, and I can't think of the... He would call Scrambler them... Scrambler Marie's. No, 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 no. And it, <laughs> he would call them Heaven's Waiting Room. Oh. oh my god, that's so rude. But it's so true at the same time. <laughs> Yo, I have never in my life had the most exciting time. Listen, old people at Bob Evans waiting for a table are either the most <laughs> the meanest fucking people in the world or yep. the best people just to have chit chats with and especially after church. <laughs> You said, Eric, you said something one day. We were just talking, and I'm going to put you on blast. It was hilarious. And I think you were coming from a Bob Evans, and you were like, it was like they were giving funeral vouchers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was was just subtly one of the funniest things I've ever heard. (laughs) Jade's laughing. She she thought it was funny. (laughs) It was a a Wednesday. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go to... 
I'm going to go get breakfast, and I didn't want to go to one of the smaller, like, greasy spoon types because I figured they'd yeah. be busy, and we're still, we're still mm-hmm. COVID things. And I go into Bob Evans, and, yeah, there might as well have been hearses lined up there. Bobby E's is great. Bobby E's is so great that, like, I'm not the kind of person to get up and go anywhere in, like, sweatpants or pajama pants. When you're hungover and Bobby E's is down the street, those old people don't care what you look like. I, it's Are like, you thinking? Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, Eric, were you thinking of Denny's? No, no, I can't think of what the other one is. It's not, and maybe oh, it's shit. Big Boy, but it's definitely Bob Evans. But, Philip, you're, you're uh, right. Like, they're either mm-hmm. really nice or really old people. Like, like Frank over there didn't fight in two world wars to be told by Stacy at the front desk that he can't have his waffles or whatever. <laughs> he doesn't get Listen. his senior discount. My mom's always like, can you tell me where the senior section of the menu is? I, I remember I remember distinctly, I was still with Mitch at the time, and we were in line behind a couple of people at Bob Evans. And this old man got so mad at this woman. And he said, excuse my language, but he said, Fuck you, you toothless bitch. And I was like, what a guy. I fell the fuck out. Like, I laughed so hard. That was the greatest thing in the world. And, like, Mitch just like, stopped laughing. I was like, that shit is great. Okay. Yeah, like, oh God, I'm going to cry. That, that, that guy didn't sit in a hot, sweaty Vietnamese jungle so that he couldn't get a little bit of extra whipped cream on his waffles. I think it was like, I think it was like his AARP discount. Like she couldn't right. figure Listen. out how to do it or something. Like, oh my god. Um, an- another thing that's that's also drinking, and it's I think it's maybe not here where we live. You guys let me know, but um, I think they're both disgusting. But this is a pretty heated topic with some people. Have you had Verners before? Yes, absolutely. I'm mad I don't have it here. Mm. Why would you take Verner's over, like, what, Canada Dry or whatever else? Because it's gross. Like, that's what we have here. It's like sugar water. It doesn't have, like, that kick to it. Verner's will make you cough. You hear me? Like, Verner's will get up (laughs) in your sinuses and make you feel good about it. Karis did the same thing. She had her family send her Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what gross. that is, actually. It's orange yeah, okay. pop. It's gross. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> is, is Verner's a Michigan thing or a Midwest yes, thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so, it's brewed so in Michigan. What, what is the sister drink to Verner's? Ginger ale. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Canada Dry. Gin, sorry, ginger. Uh, sorry. The, the sister brand to Verner's. Canada Dry? Fago. No. Yeah, Fago owns Verner's, don't they? Fago also has a new limited edition drink called uh, Firework. It's a blend of cherry, blue blue raspberry, and lime. So it tastes it tastes like a like a ghetto. (laughs) The ghetto. Have you heard the Have you heard the Nene Leak sound bite? Ooh, child, the ghetto. <laughs> like Fago is a straight way to diabetes. There's nothing about Fago yeah. that's okay. Strawberry pop. Fago is the only brand that makes strawberry pop. Like, like it's not alright. When I lived in when I lived in Michigan, like people would get violent. Like if you ask people mm-hmm. what their favorite Fago flavor was, like you could literally st- like that would have been worse than the actual Civil War if somebody liked orange and and somebody else didn't with Fago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So Verner's was my dad's favorite. So we do a Verner's float, which is Verner's with yeah. um, vanilla 
ice cream in it and it's delicious try that with whiskey too oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but seriously have any of you heard the soundbite with nini leaks where she's like "Ooh, the ghetto they always put that over um a spirit airlines plane when it's landing or coming into the (laughs) to the terminal and it's like "Ooh, the ghetto ghetto I'll send it to you, Eric. You have to watch it. Okay, I will. So what's the difference between Vago and Verner's? Vago? I have never. Yeah. I have never. Like I said, like, Vago is just, like, it's it's corn syrup. It's, like, it's soda soda water with, like, a dash of Artificial flavoring. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ginger ale is, like, a whole different situation. Like, not just just Verner's. Like, ginger ale in, 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 like, general is, like... I don't want to medicinal say soda. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it has like these these things to it. Like if you got a stomach ache, drink a Verner's. That's what mommy <laughs> said. You got a headache, take the Advil and drink a Verner's. Sip it. Like, Sip it slow. Yeah, exactly. My so like back back home, my my Grammy would have me do uh, Canada Dry, but yeah. If if not every tiny little fizzy wasn't out, then it wasn't going to help my stomach. I needed to to wait for it to go flat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we would have to sip it slow. I like, I didn't. I don't like Verner's. Like, I still, I never have, and I don't. I, I'm a Canada Dry person, but I am. Verner's was in my household every day. Like, so we, have, we definitely had it. We have Schwabies. Is that what it's called here? Ooh, Schwabies. Yeah. I don't like it. They have Schwabies yeah. for tonic water and toxic, but yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I need. I need a Verner's in my life. Feel I get hard Verner's. What is? Uh, what's the soda like over there? There's Pepsi and Coke, obviously, right? Yeah, but the ingredients are different because really? they can't. They don't allow the same stuff like corn syrup and sugar and some of the additives and food coloring stuff. They don't allow that in their sodas here. Right. So you like I. So here's the deal: if you ever come here, what I will do is I want you to get a Sprite on the plane. And drink it because I, I didn't I don't drink uh, soda but I'll drink a Sprite or a Seven Up or ginger ale. Mm-hmm. So I got a Sprite on the plane when I came here, and then when I got to the flat, I had a hangover because we had went out that night, and I was drunk, and I was like, I just need some bubbly and some sugar, like get me a Sprite. Then he comes back with the Sprite. I don't know it. It tastes like soda water, like soda water with with lime and lemon in it. Like it just wasn't good. Mm. So they just like take all the good stuff out of it that we Americans love to like gorge ourselves on and get the beets, <laughs> um, the sugars, and diabetes. Yeah, we're all, we're all we're all fat with our slow metabolisms, but apparently yours didn't get that email. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, soda here is like different. It's a whole new world. Literally. It is. <clears throat> um, la- last thing, uh, I made the mistake of watching a horrible basketball game last night, and. Alex, uh, something happened that I, I I can tie back to the Naomi Osaka thing last week. Cool. So Kevin Durant was doing an interview after his team was, they were up by like 50 at one point. They they won easily. And the reporter was doing, you know, post-game press conference. They were actually on the court and he asked him a question. Kevin Durant ripped up his Achilles two years ago. Mm. And um, he's he's obviously very much back, but the the... The reporter, analyst, whatever the sideline guy said, did you ever think you'd be this good again? And Kevin Durant yeah. said, "Are you?" He's something to the effect of, "Are you crazy? Did you really ask that question?" And this is what I was talking about with Naomi Osaka. Like the good answers are there, 
you just got to ask better questions. And she would have been well within her right to call bullshit, just like Kevin Durant did, because the sport needs her, just like the sport needs Kevin Durant. And And I understand what the reporter or the guy was trying to ask. He just needed more words like, on your darkest day, did you ever think you'd be back here? Not, did you right. ever think you'd be this yeah. good again? But he yeah. snapped. He snapped right away. And Alex, I immediately thought of you. So the only, like my response for Kevin Durant would have potentially been to respond maybe gracefully and educate him. Like it's not always on the, per, like he felt obviously victim victimized by that question. It's not always on the victim to educate the person. But Kevin Durant could have said like, if somebody, this is, this could be a terrible example, but it's like, if somebody, you know, wanted to take their life and they had to take time off, would you ask them the same question? Like me tearing my Achilles or having a serious injury caused me substantial, you know, like emotional distress. Like, why would you say that? Or why would you bring, do you see how insensitive it is to speak about that? He could have educated him. Naomi Osaka wasn't trying to educate no one. She was just doing what was was best for her. She was just like, fuck all of you. Well, it was I, a, uh, I, I, that's why I wish she would have actually said that instead of done those yeah. actions because she, she yeah. has she has that kind of clout. Yeah, it was like oh, yeah. A, it was like a Times reporter who made the statement, I think, and they said that literally that you know the reason that these tennis pros got in front of reporters in the first place because back in the day they didn't have social media, they didn't have another right. outlet, so mm-hmm. that was their way of doing it. And he says now you have a different kind of game; you have a lot more women who are playing this game and younger women who are playing this game, they do it really well. So they sit in front like these older, excuse me for like bringing this up again with these older white men and they ask them antagonizing questions or they ask them questions about their physical features because that's what the tabloids want to hear about in X, Y, and Z. And like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just completely draining. But Venus Williams, in my opinion, like said it best for anybody who sits in front of a panel of reporters as a, like a pro athlete. The reason I'm sitting here and you're sitting there is because you can't do what I do. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves it at that. And I'm like, done. Like, that is the best response ever. Like, you're not going to sit here and antagonize me, try to get me to, like, a fool to lose my composure or to not be professional. Yeah. I'm just going to realize that I'm here, you're there, next question. And it, I mean, not to say that Kevin Durant's little moment to educate that person would have made a difference on the larger scale, but I think that that could have been still a appropriate way to respond to the question, still have gotten the clicks and the likes that the mm-hmm. news, the news, you know, would have wanted from like a controversial question or maybe a question that just provoked an emotion. But it could have, it's like, do you understand why asking something like that can provoke emotions in someone? Like, you just don't do it. Well, I don't, I don't think right. he, he intended to take Kevin Durant to a, a dark, emotional place. I think Kevin mm-hmm. Durant just thought it was an idiot question. Mm-hmm. And when you're asked, when you're a reporter like that, you want to be succinct. But when you're, you, you, you got to, that's why I think some of this is, in generally speaking, is more on the media to ask better questions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they will get better answers, especially when you know who you're, who you're, uh, who you're interviewing. Maybe they're not mm-hmm. a chatty person. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I thought like that was a bad way of asking that question because yeah, I wasn't surprised Kevin Durant snapped that. Of course he's, he's one of the most competitive people and the most talent. He might be, he's right. back being the most talented basketball player on the planet. Every athlete who gets to that point in their life always thinks they're going to get back. But there's a day, there's a time where they think it's not going to happen. And the guy had to take him there to get that answer. Has he found a competent barber yet? (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> that 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 barber would be the same one that I use in my shower. It's called a razor. <laughs> I mean, a hairbrush something. Philip, do you know what I'm talking about? Shame on me. Maybe not. he's got a skin condition. Oh, I will I will send you uh, some photos, honey. Alex, it's crazy it? you bring that up. Because LeBron took heat for his erratic hairline for years <laughs> and, and kevin durant who is the far, oh. kevin durant is the far more oh. sensitive one um are you watching are you looking is, yes it's them be the bees his yes. his his hair and look this is what it is this is what it is like i i, I commend him for hanging for trying to hang on to it and i yeah. commend him for not trying to get like a fake hairline like lebron did whatever like yeah. it's it's fine um his his the top of his head is like your face like it grows in patches exactly patches and it's not cute like you gotta let it go and get a razor yeah like just it's call me right, patches I literally had like the biggest laugh when I realized I thought LeBron's hair was like was like that. And then when like the lockdown happened or quarantine happened, he couldn't get his hair did, and they showed his real hair. I mm -hmm. was like, "This is fake news. This is Photoshop." But these basketball players, they have that that what is that stuff called? The semi permanent makeup for their hairlines. Oh, Bro, just cut it off. Just cut it yeah. off. It's fine. I don't judge. Uh, hair oh, is hair. You guys are both on the internet right now. So all right, I need you to look up. The first name is Carlos, mm -hmm. and the last name is Boozer. B O O. Oh, that's the man, Carlos Boozer. Are you kidding? Uh, it comes up here. He was a Cavs yeah. player. Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look. Google, that, that, Google. That's what I'm talking about. That semi. That semi permanent make. Like it looks like a helmet. Like it looks <laughs> fake, bro. Like why? If you Carlos Boozer was my before, favorite. You were going to be wearing that. There's a picture here of him before he did it and after he did it. He looks like, like just, a he looks like a video game character. He looks like a bowling ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. He looks better with his head shaved. Like he looks since, a lot cuter with his head shaved. Since we're talking about hair, and I know we have to wrap mm -hmm. up soon. I know this is TMI. Eric, do you remember when I said I had like pain in my head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you had a bump on your head. Uh, so yeah, so kind of, but there's nothing there. Like it's like. You apparently the the um, common response is I have an ingrown hair somewhere on my head. Like oh. I know that people get them in their beards, like ladies can get them in their bikini areas. I have one in my head and I cannot find it and it hurts. How do you like, know? I don't. So I don't. That is the that's okay. my brother seems to think so. Michelle seems to think so. Thomas seems to think so. There isn't any like inflamed spot where you can see like, OK, there's something there. So it's just I don't know how to get it out. I'm not sure it's because if it was like an ingrown hair, like it would be inflamed. And if it was like pushing itself deeper in, like you would end up with like an infection at some point in time, wouldn't you? But if you, there's like a, there, if you, so you can feel it, like the area is tender. And if you take mm -hmm. your like finger, mm -hmm. like, or just my finger and I move it across that area and like nudge a hair follicle, you can feel it. Like if Alex, you move. Do you, have a, do you still have your baby soft spot? Is that what you're trying to tell us right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm, del I'm a delicate flower. Anywho, so that's going to be my saga for the next few days. I'll I, report I back agree, when I, I have agree news. With I agree with Philip. Like if it was if it was that, like you would be able to find it pretty easily. And yeah, those are not fun regardless of where on your body no. you get them.
I hate them. I hate it so much. So it's on my head and it's so weird and it's like on my temple. So if I like clench my jaw or anything, you feel it. Like I can just feel it hurt. It and it's not like, it's not, there's no bump there. There's no like Nothing. dark spot or anything. Thomas seemed to think that there was like a little bump there, like a little raised mm -hmm. area. But mm -hmm. if I touch it right now and I touch a hair, like a piece of hair, like not even my head, then I can feel it. So I do think it's like an ingrown hair. I just can't find the culprit. Like I can't find the one piece of hair that is coming out of that follicle that needs to be plucked. Hmm. TMI. Now, but I, no, I know. We're all friends. No, I mean like TMI. Be like if you're like, so I got this thing on my back or on my ass. Like, that you to TMI. <laughs> but it's like your hair. Like it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> and I hate it so much. It hurts. Uh, Philip, you need to get yourself prepared for the England match on Sunday. So you've got a lot of homework ahead of, ahead of you against Croatia. I told you I don't go into pubs where they play football because it's a lot of it's a lot of racist shit that happens in those pubs. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of alcohol slinging and it, it just gets bad. So I'm good. I'll okay. be all right. All right. Well, um, Philip, I do appreciate your insight with the uh, with the Amanda stuff. It's it was it was oh, helpful because yeah. um, I was glad we could talk today because you've been with Danny for a long time and have had a lot of challenges to get through. Yeah, still working through them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same. I, I Apparently, that's what all the people who've been married decades say. You're never yeah. going to stop working through them. We'll get there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I'll, Alex, I'll talk to you later. Philip, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.